Setting healthy boundaries, yikes. Yeah, it can be super tough, but it's incredibly important for your fostering marriage. That's coming up next. Welcome back to the Fostering Marriage Podcast, a podcast devoted to helping you keep your marriage the priority and making fostering fit into it. What the heck are we talking about today? <laughs> today we're talking about cue dramatic, dramatic music. Setting healthy boundaries with family and friends. Yeehaw. What everyone wants Every, to... Everyone's favorite thing. No, so critical. So incredibly important. So this is going to be part one of another two-part series. This is a huge topic and we have prepared an immense amount um, that this could be hopefully what's going to be <laughs> somewhat like a master class on healthy boundaries. Um, it's got a, sorry, we're breaking it up. There's just so much to cover when it comes to healthy boundaries. It's so vital that we've got to cover it. We want to do it really in depth to do it justice. So um, healthy boundaries, like let's just get into this because we have so much to cover. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you start off by just telling us what's the difference between setting healthy boundaries versus setting boundaries, versus having just walls. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to start. So first of all, walls are things that you put up to protect yourself. No one can get through them, at least that's the goal. You're trying to set a wall to keep people out, influence out, words out, whatever out. Boundaries are things like you're trying to set a healthy boundary with someone, but it's not working, it's not being respected. For whatever reason, that boundary isn't holding. And so we're, we're gonna talk heavily about relational healthy boundaries here. We're not gonna talk about really setting a lot of healthy boundaries with your time and that kind of thing, and like healthy boundaries between your work life and your your personal life, because that's not what our show's about. This is about relationships. So setting healthy boundaries is when those healthy boundaries are being respected by somebody else, or you're honoring someone else's healthy boundary with you um, healthy boundaries are meant to strengthen relationships. So that's how I parse out the three, the walls, the boundaries, and healthy boundaries. Boundaries are you keep crashing over others or people keep coming through yours, and they're not holding. They're not established. They're just a, it was there once and now it's gone. That's not a healthy boundary. That was a boundary that was trying to be a healthy boundary. Does that all make sense? Yeah, yeah, and we want to do this because we want to protect our family and we really want to protect our marriage. And so when we were talking about this in the context of fostering, there are so many times, I think just in, in life, that you need to set boundaries with friends or with family or whatever. But now you bring fostering into this, whether it's a matter of starting to foster or you know, you're, you're in the middle of it and people are just like, well, I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to give you this direction and I'm going to, you know, and it's, it's not people that you're going to for, um, education or wisdom advice. or you're not seeking their advice. These are people who've just decided that they know what's best for you and they're going to just tell you what's what. Or situations where you have a special needs situation, yeah, extenuating, um, circumstances and, and you're trying to work out how to work with very difficult, challenging things that family and friends don't understand, 
or they have opinions about, and they and then here it comes. Here comes the information. Here comes the, oh, well, you know, it's probably just this, or, oh, well, do you really need to do that? Or, you know, here's, and then say, no, 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 you don't have the perspective actually on what you're talking about. You don't, because this is a special situation. You have a child with different needs that someone on the outside of the home may not recognize. Yeah, and they but, haven't had but training They're going to speak into it, exactly. Yeah, and so especially, you know, we were talking about, you know, when these, whether it's babysitters or family and they're going to care for your children and they're just like yeah but i know it's best and i'm just gonna do it my way and we're like no 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 you we mean what we say when we tell you it needs to be done like this yeah this specific way exactly so why are healthy boundaries so important number one because your marriage is number one healthy boundaries help keep your marriage strong so when you're learning to set healthy boundaries with friends or family is probably the hardest. Yep. You are working to keep your marriage strong. What we're not talking about is being controlling of other people. Right. We're talking about being able to discern and assess a situation and set a healthy boundary because you're trying to keep team number one unified and healthy. That's number one. Yeah, you're also protecting your mental health, your physical health, your emotional well-being, all of that by protecting against unhealthy or toxic opinions, behaviors, speech that people give. Yeah, because that stuff causes conflict um, in your marriage. Mm -hmm. It creates unhealth in you and it creates unhealth in your marriage. That's what you're trying to guard against. Worst of all, it causes bad health just in your home, including your kids. Because if you don't have healthy boundaries and all of a sudden you're allowing in things that you don't like actually or toxicity into your brain and it's influencing you, what's that going to cause in your marriage? Oh, there's disunity in your marriage and there's confusion for children. I mean, it's just a mess. It leads to your own poor behavior. Yeah. And now you're feeling stressed or bitter or negative or run down or taken advantage of yep. and or guilty and then how are you now from what place are you parenting an unhealthy place so now your kids are experiencing a toxic unhealthy parent because you don't have healthy boundaries with someone you need in your life that's common that's what happens all the time hence the need and the importance of setting and learning and practicing setting healthy boundaries because this is a hard-earned skill to actually acquire in your life. And the people-pleaser personalities and the passives of the world, this is the hardest thing to do relationally, typically, because it's so stressful and it just feels like internal conflict within you. Yeah, and you don't want to be unkind. And, it, and again, you know, I mentioned in the last episode about how our daughter struggled with setting boundaries because it felt unkind. And the thing is, I totally get it because I've been there so many times in setting boundaries. It Everything about it feels like conflict. Even if you're dealing with a, another healthy individual, I'm not even necessarily talking about setting a boundary with a toxic person. Even with an, a healthy person and you're a healthy person and you're like, hey, I need this. The fact is they're probably going to say, oh, okay, cool but it still feels uncomfortable. So let's get into common times when healthy boundaries can be set. So we're gonna cruise through these pretty quickly. 
Um, so again, these are times when boundaries can be set. So you can set healthy boundaries around emotional energy because you need that to be done, time, personal space, morals and ethics. So things like this is what we believe is right. This is what you believe is right. Well, this is what we believe is right. So we're going to set a boundary to protect that. Material possessions and finances. And nowadays, social media is a massive place of which we need healthy boundaries to be set. Yeah. So then common times when healthy boundaries need to be set is when someone is setting your reality in a controlling way. Um, So for example, a friend or family member may be telling you, you shouldn't foster. It's going to, there's going to be all this bad stuff. It's going to be so hard. And they're basically telling you what you need to do or what you should do and telling you what your reality is. So this may or may not be coming from a healthy place within that family member or friend. This could be coming from a, a selfish place within them. This could be coming from a place of their intent is actually good, but their delivery and how they communicate isn't very good. Yeah. Um, and that matters. It matters how we communicate because some people could be, they could truly have your best intent at heart or in mind, but the way they communicate is controlling or it's harsh or it's negative. But if you really ask them, it's like, hey, what's your intent of sharing that? Well, I just don't want them to regret or lock themselves into something that now they're just hating. I would, I would just would not want that for my friends or I wouldn't want that for my, my children. I wouldn't want that for my, my niece and nephew who are going to be going into fostering. And you find out the intent is good. Regardless, though, it may be something that you don't want and that's not healthy for you. Yeah. And so that's a good thing that you need, you know, need to go ahead and set a boundary on. Along those same lines, you know, when you're fostering, really, I mean, really, this is true of all parenting. You know, you get all the opinions on how you should be thinking, how you should be making decisions. And so many times it's coming in a controlling way and not in a, not in an advisory way. And so that's where we need to set those boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes the information make the opinion can come your way. And if you don't adopt the opinion of the other person, watch how they get upset. Who is that about? That's about you needing to do it the other person's way because they think they're always right. Or you need to do it that the other person's way because you must comply. And if you don't, I'm upset or I visibly show my upsetness in your direction, which is meant to achieve a goal. That's meant to send a message that is all controlling. That is a place where boundaries, again, they need to be set. So another time when you need to set a boundary is when communication or advice isn't wanted. Even if the person is completely well-meaning, it doesn't mean that they get to just give you all their information and all their, you know, knowledge and whatever. Yeah, you may be at a place where your emotional capacity and your mental capacity just isn't in a place with for new people or people's new opinions and information. And it's because you're acknowledging where you're at. You're stressed, you're overwhelmed, you're dealing with a lot. Um, If you're an anti-change personality style and you've got people constantly suggesting what represents change to you, 
that can reach a place where it's like, okay, I am so done and I'm overwhelmed. And if you don't set a healthy boundary, do you know what you're eventually going to do to the advice giver? (laughs) Volcanic eruption. Yeah. It's going to come out and everyone, or you're going to break down. Privately at home, you are going to end up being a puddle on the ground because it's like, I can't take it anymore. And this person just keeps, and it's a, whoa, okay, that is a very unhealthy way to deal um, with yourself because now all of a sudden you're out of control and here comes this explosive emotional response or this puddle of yourself on the floor because you're not dealing with it well. That is a sign that you don't have healthy boundaries in your life or healthy boundaries with a specific person. Yeah, absolutely. So another time to set a healthy boundary where it needs to be set is when someone else's behavior is crossing boundaries. So this is looking like something that you've requested that they not do and they go ahead and do it anyway, or vice versa. They refuse to do something that you've requested and you know they're intentionally not doing it. It's not like they just forgot. Yeah, this is where you're experiencing at times um, selfish behavior on someone else's part that comes across as uncaring about you, um, not generous, not serving, and it's actually hurtful and harmful. This is where some people lose their mind, where it's it's so offensive what's happening or it is so stressful because it's such a crossing of a boundary that it can back people into a corner of, I don't know what to do now. And it creates such stress and such conflict within you because you're experiencing someone that's doing something that, I'm going to use the word egregious. It can be so egregious that it's so offensive, insulting, or at a place where it's like, I don't know what to do with that. And it backs you into a corner. But it's a, this is a place where you need to learn to set healthy boundaries because that behavior has gone way too far. It could be things like what they're doing, what someone's doing with your kids about, or not asking for things, um, or asking for permission about stuff, or communicating with you on things that they should communicate with you about. They're just assuming and doing things, or straight up disregarding your requests yeah. for the and, and for their own opinions because they think, oh. Oh God, they're just, they're just, it, they're making a big deal out of it, or they're so stressed out or, or my way is a right way. And because I, you know, I've, I've parented forever and I did that forever. Whatever their reasons are, they choose to cross your boundary in a major way, but that is a place to spot and recognize because think about what that can do. Like what thoughts on what can, how can that show up in a marriage and, and really destroy a marriage? Well, you know, we're talking about extended families, and then your question is, how does this show up in a marriage? Well, I mean, or even friends, if somebody is crossing a boundary, particularly if it's somebody, for instance, if it was Joel's family member or Joel's friend, you know, and maybe they're both friends with both of us, but primarily friends with him, and that person crosses a boundary, and they cross one of my boundaries, but Joel does nothing about it. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't recognize it. Or maybe he does recognize it. And it's just like, eh, let's just get over it or whatever. That is going to cause me to have a problem with Joel. And so that's where we need as a couple to communicate on what are our boundaries and who needs to be the one to set this boundary and why 
and have all those conversations in a way that I'm not feeling like I am now against him and his family or him and his friend, but that he and I are still on a team and we need to set a boundary through one of us to that person. Yeah, exactly. So some common mistakes that people make instead of setting a healthy boundary is stuff like this, feeling the need to defend and protect. That is a sign of an unhealthy boundary, actually, is that you feel like you need to defend yourself or you need to protect yourself. That is a mistake when you should be setting a healthy boundary. So let's say you're experiencing something that someone's doing and now, or they're they're saying things about you or they're accusing, attacking, controlling type of speech. It's very common for people to go into, yeah, but well, I'm just da-da-da-da. Well, you know what? I'm just doing this and I don't agree with that. And you start arguing because you don't have the skill yet to learn, wait a second. This is a person that's being controlling in their speech. They're telling me how I should be thinking and how I should be making decisions, not in a helpful advisory way, in a controlling way or a heavily opinionated way, and they think they're right and perhaps you're wrong. There's absolutely no point in the world to defend and protect in that mode or in that place. We all know people like this. You're probably thinking about people in your own life that are like, oh yeah, that's that person, or oh yeah, that's my in-law, or oh yeah, that's my parent, or oh yeah, that's my brother, or oh yeah, that's my spouse's best friend, or my cousin, or whatever. That you know, it's like when you when you communicate with them, no matter what you say, they are going to win. Yeah, They're going to stay in control. That That is a place to hit the abort button on the conversation and actually back out or set a healthy boundary. Yeah, because there's not, there's not quote, winning because you're never going to see eye to eye on that. You just need to go ahead and end that conversation. And you may find yourself going for the win as well. Yeah. And now you're both being unhealthy in communication. You're not communicating to understand. Right. You're communicating to win. And how many of us have been allowed ourselves to be pulled into conversations like that? And then it's a, gosh, what a waste of time. Yeah. And we look back on it after and we're just like, that was so stupid. Why did I ever do that? Or we look back on it later and we think we're right and we start being judgmental of the other person and we struggle with them. Yeah, another common mistake that people make is lashing out. And I think this, at least for the high S's in the room, this for me is one of those things that I will not say anything, not say anything, not say anything. And now you've crossed my boundary so many times that I am going to just let you have it. Yeah, and I think you bring up a power thing to, that's really powerful in what you're saying. In your mind, you're thinking they've crossed your boundary. But they don't know. But they don't even know. Yeah. This is where we're going to get into later in this series on healthy boundaries, the communication side of boundaries. You're assuming that person knows your boundary. Or you assume, well, doesn't everyone know that? Yeah. Isn't that just obvious that, that, that they're doing that and that's wrong? No, it's, it is to you, but it's not to the other person. Or they may know what they're doing and they don't care. Either way, you have to take responsibility for you. And this is where learning the art and the skill of setting healthy boundaries comes in. One of the last common mistakes people make 
is allowing their reality to be set. So just like share, like what do we even mean when we say allowing your reality to be set? One of the one of the things is really when somebody is telling you this is what you should do, this is how you should parent, this is how you should respond to your spouse, and you just even if you don't necessarily agree, you find yourself agreeing either for the peace or because you're just like, oh you're, yeah, you're a people I, pleaser. Uh, yeah, I'm just okay. Sure, you're you're right. I should do that. Yeah, so when we think allowing your reality to be set, to pick that apart a little bit, you're learning is what you're doing. But this is a place where you're learning and taking in information that isn't healthy. And it's not being sent in a, in a healthy way. So listening to this podcast is allowing your reality to be set. Like that's <laughs> what we're doing right now. Our goal is to advise, to help, to instruct, to guide, to counsel. Right. That's what our goal is. But if other people in your life are, here comes information, your direction, that's meant to, you should think like I should, or the way that you think is wrong, or the way you should make decisions my way, and the way that you make them is wrong. That is starting, we're getting into toxic area now, and people are crossing a a boundary, or they're crossing a boundary that's never been communicated. And then you are allowing that to happen to yourself. We must take responsibility for what we allow in. We must take responsibility in our relationships, even with very difficult people or controlling people or manipulative people, because we have things we can learn to do to actually improve that relationship or to stop that negative influence from coming into play. But if we live in a world of, you make me feel that way, you always do this to me, you're now living in victim mentality. And you can't solve anything if you're living with victimitis disease in your life. So we want to talk about, as always, what holds you back from setting boundaries. Uh, We always want to talk about what's going to hold you back because that way we can move forward with how to do it better. Um, People without boundaries can be easily persuaded to do things that they don't want to do. They may be acting out of guilt. They may be acting out of obligation rather than what's best for them and their family, you know, we may have a conversation and say, hey, this is what we think. But then sister-in-law comes in and it's just like, you should do this and this and this. Well, you know, she's your big sister or what? I don't know. You've always done what she's recommended. And now we have a problem. And so all of that is pretty much, that's a terrible way to make decisions. You're making them out of guilt. You're making them out of obligation, especially people pleasers listening, which is most people are people pleasers, that most people struggle with that. They struggle with wanting people to like them. And what we assume is that, well, if I push back or set a healthy boundary, you won't like me anymore. You know what? Here's the thing. This is, if, you, if that is your thought, number one, you may be wrong because healthy people have no problem with healthy boundaries. They respect them. The people that you're worried about are people that have levels of unhealth or they're very toxic. That's who you're worried about getting upset with you. You know what? They're probably going to get upset with you. Yeah. It is that your fault? Not no. at all. No. They're choosing... They're choosing their emotion and their struggle. 
they're choosing to be offended or mad about your healthy boundary because you're stating your opinion. Heaven forbid that you be an adult and have an opinion and have a way of doing something in some people's minds. Because if you don't do it their way, you're wrong. If you don't do it their way, they're going to go to tactics of guilt, manipulation, passive aggressiveness to try to convince you to control you in order to control the outcome. And then I win. That's the mindset of often that person. That is who you're worried about people-pleasing. Some of you all have, and us in our lives, have spent a life of people-pleasing, trying to get controlling people to like us and be kind to us. And what happens along the way? It's never going to happen. And you get jacked up emotionally (laughs) and mentally. Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. I mean, I feel like, you know, as you're talking about this, you're just very matter-of-fact because it is very matter of fact. However, when you're living it as we have, it's incredibly hard to keep the emotion out of it because you do care that that person and you have a good relationship. I mean, it's your family member or it's your friend and you want to have a good relationship with them. And so there are levels of emotion in that, that you have to try to manage as you're working through health you know, setting those healthy boundaries. Yeah, and relationships are a two-way street. If the health of the relationship hinges on you caving and you getting run over, yeah. and it and the health of the relationship hinges on the controlling person getting their way every time, this is not a healthy relationship. Yeah. And you're trying to solve it by being a people pleaser. You're you're trying to solve it by well let's just do that. Well, let's just do that this time. Or, well, that, you know, let's just try. And your marriage is falling apart because you're trying to people please a toxic person. You are going to get messed up every time if you allow that to occur. And some of you all may be walking through that right now in some relationship in your life because you are trying to people please and keep things in the name of civility going. But the other person gets their way every single time. Yeah, they're not concerned about being civil. They're concerned about getting their way. Exactly. They're not looking out for, wow, let's establish a great, healthy, loving, strong relationship here. Yeah. They're too self-focused. And you are allowing things in that are causing too much unhealth and toxicity within your own well-being or you're allowing it into your marriage. I'm being very straightforward and clear about this. Because I'm, I'm trying to be, actually. Yeah. Because this is a major struggle that so many people have, is they lack healthy boundaries. And you may be listening to this actually thinking, you know what, Joel and Mary Beth, my problem isn't with family and friends. It's actually in my marriage. We don't have healthy boundaries. Then take away what you're going to take away from this information and start applying it where it's going to count the most. Yeah, that's that's really great there. All right, so common ways that people hold themselves back from setting healthy boundaries. First of all, is thinking that setting healthy boundaries is mean or wrong or hurtful. It's not. It's not. I promise you, it's not. Yeah, the uh, S and I personality styles on the disc, that's what we can think. This is mean. 
this feels bad. It feels stressful. It This is probably going to be hurtful to the other person. Gosh, I shouldn't like that. Or they're not going to like me. Oh, I shouldn't set this healthy boundary. Even though the other person isn't factoring that in at all. Yeah. When they're thinking about what they're communicating toward you, they're not factoring in that level of your feeling and emotion, are they? But you are. And we look at it this way and it becomes a lot more clear. And it's like, well, gosh, okay. I really do need to set healthy boundaries because I can really see that playing out in my life. Well, I think the funny thing is that I was thinking while you were saying that is, you know, thinking about you, you and I, and a couple of conversations that we've had recently where you've been like, hey, I want to give you some feedback on this thing that's bothering me. And I had a thing with you. And the funny thing is that we both were able to have those conversations with each other and it was well received. And going into it, I don't know how you felt going into that conversation, but when I was going to set that boundary with you, it was so stressful for me. And here's the thing. I know you. I know you're going to receive it fine. I know that you love me. I know that you're a great person. I know you're a healthy individual. But still, there was this level of stress in me where I didn't want to even have the conversation. But I chose to because I was like, you know, we've had this conversation where I need to practice that so that I can get better at that. And so I did and it went fine. But it's it's hard. And we recognize that this is a hard skill. So like in this example, you're talking about what are you that with the stress that you feel in that or the fear that you feel? What is the outcome that you're assuming might happen? That's creating all that stress. Well, the funny thing is, is I'm not sure that I was assuming any particular outcome. I was just emotional and feeling hurt by the interaction. And, but also maybe there was a little bit, maybe there was a little bit of, well, maybe I'm wrong in this because I tend to take responsibility for your feelings or I can. And that's something that, you know, I've had to work on. And so there may have been a level of, well, I shouldn't do this, that. But then I was like, no, there was nothing. I literally did nothing wrong in this particular situation. Yeah. So what you just brought up is another thing that holds people back from setting healthy boundaries is people can take responsibility for other people's emotions and well-being. And then they can talk themselves out of actually setting the uh, setting the boundaries. So what you're illustrating is you're you're providing a metaphor so people you can see that where that kind of thinking actually will move you out from setting a healthy boundary and it, you you take your your information of this is why I should and then you psych yourself out. Yeah. By by that other kind of thinking of taking responsibility for my emotions or my well-being there. So another thing that holds people back is fear. Just straight up fear. Because we do, fear often comes, fear and unhealthy stress come from often assuming what the outcome is going to be and focusing on an outcome or outcome control. And so we get all fearful when we get stressed because if this isn't the outcome that happens, I'm going to, I'm worried about that is where it goes. I'm worried about that happening and I need that to happen and I need that person to comply and I need them to get what they're going to say or what I'm going to say. I need them to receive it and I know things about them and they're probably going to push back. They're probably going to be defensive and then it becomes all this fear. 
all this stress because you're so attached to the outcome that you must have that you won't set the healthy boundary rather than just setting the healthy boundary. Yeah, I think that's that's something I've been thinking about lately of just, I, I can do that. I can get caught up in, you know, we set the boundary and now what's the chance that this person's going to just run that boundary over? And then I get all caught up in all of the, I'm going to be so angry and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, what am I even doing? I am going into all these what ifs in my head and causing myself stress and worry, anxiety over something that has not even happened. Yep, exactly. Another one is people pleasing. We've touched on this already. People pleasers stink with setting healthy boundaries. Mary Beth and I are both people pleasers. Yeah. We're both high I personalities. We're both high S personalities. We don't like, this is conflict for us. But we've had to learn and practice the skill of setting healthy boundaries. And you know what? Because it's hard, and we talked about in a previous episode that it's really good to do hard things and we become more resilient and they get easier and there's less fear and stress. The same with healthy boundaries. The more you do it and it works, the more confidence that it builds in you and you realize, wow, it's working. Or the relationship is still intact. The person I was worried the most about is still talking to me. We still have a close relationship and my worst assumptions actually didn't even come true. They still like me and we're okay. We still have a decent or a great relationship with the healthy boundary in place. But it's just all the fear and the stress that holds us back from setting it in the first place. Yeah, there can also be, you know, where you've set a boundary with somebody and you felt guilty and you felt bad. And so now you don't want to do it again. Instead of practicing and developing that skill, you're like, you know what? I didn't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, because what do we tell ourselves when we feel guilty or we feel bad? after we set a boundary, the the thinking is, is that we've hurt that person. Right. Like, what's the lie that we're telling ourselves in that situation? Well, the lie that we're telling ourselves is that we have hurt this person. And now I'm a bad person. I'm, I am guilty. I am guilty of hurting them. And so I shouldn't do it. And they're probably sitting at home and they're upset with me right now. And they're stewing on it. And of course, they're thinking bad things about me and for some of us making assumptions about how they're receiving it exactly and we will that can eat us alive Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden we're texting or picking up the phone again and apologizing for setting a healthy boundary because guilt drove you there because you're not managing your thinking well enough or operating with enough awareness to know wait a second no this was needed this healthy boundary was needed but listen to your thinking If you're thinking this person is mad at you, judging you, whatever, what makes you think that that person is being that way? Well, Joel, because I know them to be that way. And that's exactly why you need healthy boundaries with them. (laughs) Case in point. Because that's what you've experienced with that person. Yeah. And so because that's the kind of person that you tend to need healthy boundaries with the most in your life. Another common way that people hold themselves back is they're afraid of making someone upset or angry you know we kind of we touched on that a little bit um another one is that it's stressful 
or that it feels disloyal. You know, this is my family member and I should just get along with them, you know, and so it doesn't feel maybe loyal or loving or, or kind, but the fact is that this is a two-way street. And so there needs to be some give and take there. Yeah, let's say, especially, this is going to be a really hard one, especially when no one's doing anything that's really severe. Yeah. Let's say someone's just being well-intended, but they're just, they give too much advice for you and you don't have the emotional capacity for it right now because you're at a place where it stresses you out. That's okay to set that healthy boundary there, but it can feel the worst at times when it's a, gosh, but they're so nice. They're so well-intended. I don't want to hurt their feelings or offend them, but man, I really can't deal with this or I'm struggling to handle this. That's okay. You practice setting the healthy boundary in a very gentle way. This is, you don't set a harsh boundary. You go to a very like, listen, it's like, hey, it can be like, I am so sorry, but I just can't do any more advice right now. And I don't want to offend you. I hope that's not offensive. I just, I can't, can we talk about something else though? And you're very gentle, taking tons of responsibility in it, leaning in their direction. That's the kind of person that's probably going to be like, oh, oh, they're probably going to, all the people pleaser in them will, will, will rile up and you'll hear, oh, oh my gosh, no, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, we can totally change the topic. Yeah, and I would I would guess that with that gentle of a boundary being set, most people are going to respond just fine. You know, even the most toxic or controlling people will probably just be like, oh, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. You know, and you can move on. It doesn't have to be a hard boundary every single time. Yeah, I think that's another thing that's important is Boundaries are not always these super, like like a Gettysburg address. <laughs> it's just sometimes just a, no, no thanks, or no, I'm so sorry. I'm just not in the place to do that right now. It can be very, very gentle and soft. You don't need to ratchet up and set super firm, harsh boundaries unless that's really, really needed. And sometimes it is, but boundaries range in terms of, um, how would you say, firmness? Yeah, They can go from soft to firmness. So another thing that, that um, holds people back is that they that people, we assume that people should, quote, just know. We've touched on this already before, but we can get into that place. And often it's because we don't want to set a boundary, and it's all stressful and conflict, and we're having to think we're going to need to set one. And then we can go to it, well, they should just know. And we can get really victim-y yeah. about it. And make all these assumptions about what other people, the the knowledge that other people should be operating with. And really, that's really bad on us when we get into that place. Well, the crazy thing is, too, I think when we get in that place, is it actually takes the frustration of that boundary that's needed and ratchets it up. Because instead of just setting the boundary, I'm sitting in here in frustration. They should just know. And then now I can just kind of go off on them in that victim place instead of just setting a boundary and being done with it and moving on. Yeah, exactly. So let me, let's clarify victim mentality a little bit because we may be talking and you all may be not be hearing like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't sound like victim mentality to me. This is a kind of victim mentality that is a, there is a villain. They should just know and listen to your speech. 
you're the victim, they're the villain in your mind. They do this, they do that, they do all that. Isn't that just common sense that people should know that? And you are turning that person into a bad person. You're turning them into a type of a villain that is against you. And now you're speaking out against them from a place of you're the victim and they're doing something bad to you. So there is true being a victim in life. There are victims of abuse. There are victims of horrible things that happen. This is a victim mentality that we're talking about here. And that will, that it's, it's one of the most heavily weighted unhealthy ways of thinking but it can because victim mentality can own your thinking and emotions and behavior and lead you to say a lot of stuff that's toxic a lot of stuff that's unnecessary a lot of stuff that's hurtful a lot of stuff that will just damage relationships yeah another thing that's going to hold some people back or a lot of people back from setting a healthy boundary is just not knowing what to say to set the boundary in our next episode we're going to give you guys a few scripts of what to say in different situations so that you don't feel so stuck. And it maybe gets you thinking on, okay, here's the situation. What are some things along these lines that I can say to set my boundary? Yeah, not knowing what to say, I think may be one of the, the main things that holds people back from setting healthy boundaries. In my experience, a lot of people just aren't good communicators and they just don't have the words yeah. It's, I just literally don't know what to say. Like, in, and when I'm coaching people in Next Level Life events, or I'm coaching business owners, or I'm coaching leaders of VPs, managers, supervisors, and coaching programs that we do, oftentimes, most of my coaching is about communication, and it's about managing people, leading people, and leaders and managers, just, I don't know, they don't know the words. And it's say, I'm in this situation, and this team member is doing this thing. How do I handle that? And they'd say, well, I gain a lot of perspective. And then we find out there needs to be a conversation. And then it's say, what does that conversation sound like? And then we will script it out. And we'll script it out based on what is your personality style and what is the personality of the style of the person you need to talk to? And how do we enter into that conversation to not, not throw fuel on a fire? Or not, what's your tone? What's your words? So we're going to get into in our next episode. Sorry to leave you hanging on that, but <laughs> we've given you know two or three different little examples of boundaries on this one. But we're going to give a lot more in in part two of this, of like literally what do boundaries actually sound like and say, so that you know the words. Because without knowing the words, that's where sometimes where a lot of the fear comes in. Yeah. And then again, fear hates information. Well, and that's also where a lot of the emotion comes in. And well. It's just unkind because you don't know the kind words to say. To yeah, set the precisely. Boundary. That's such a good point. The last one here that we want to talk about is somebody may not set a boundary because they don't think it's their responsibility. For example, let's say one of us has an issue with our in-law. Let's say it's you, Joel. You have an issue with my mom or my dad. <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, it's it's on you, uh, whatever. I'm not going to do anything about it. And I'm not going to set the boundary with my parents. Well, now Joel is frustrated with me because these are my parents. They're not his parents. And so I should be talking to them. I should be, you know, Joel and I are a team 
This isn't Joel against my parents. This is Joel and me needing to possibly set a boundary with my parents. And in that case, you know, we've discussed that we feel that I should be setting the boundaries for the most part with my parents and him with his parents. But if your spouse is like, but this isn't my responsibility, then that can be an issue. Yeah. Or another example of this is you don't think it's your responsibility in the relationship with somebody else. Like you don't think it's your responsibility to have to set a boundary with your friend because you think, well, they should just know. And I have no responsibility here. And that can be coming from a place of fear and stress that leads you to that. I have no responsibility here. It's all on the other person. Again, learning and practicing setting healthy boundaries is okay. And it's critical. It's a critical skill for your personal well-being and for your fostering marriage. Yeah, exactly. So guys, if you are enjoying this podcast, as always, rate and review it wherever you listen. It helps other fostering families find it. It also gives us really good feedback if you're digging this or not. And as always, follow us on Facebook at Fostering Marriage. So join us next month for part two of this series on healthy boundaries when we dive into signs of having healthy boundaries, signs of not having them, how to handle it when one of you won't set a healthy boundary, and finally, how to set healthy boundaries. We will see you then.